Hey everybody, this is John Domine, and welcome to episode 47 of In the Spray Room, our podcast where we showcase the best and brightest artists getting up on the streets today. We're bringing out the latter side of these creatives by interviewing them in a less structured environment. For our daily online content, please check us out at soldmagny.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at soldmag. Today's crew consists of myself, Bike Girl, hello, and Brooklyn's own Big Ronnie. April 1st. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Before we introduce today's special guest, Big Ronnie, tell us what's going on. Well, you're what's going on, Mr. Domine. Welcome back. Thank you very much. Our, uh, our returning champion. <laughs> Where have you been? Where uh, you had some fun? No, I couldn't be there. You had some FOMO, some artists that you missed. I have. I'm trying to think back on who we've missed. You guys have been doing a lot of... I haven't been here in a long time. I think the last uh, one I was here for was... Who was it? Lang. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was with Ramiro and Grusling, Grace Lang. And so, uh, yeah, that's been a, uh, been a while. You guys have been interviewing a lot of people and talking about things. So you missed Miss Me. Missed I missed Dave, Miss Me. Miss Dave Navarro. I know. Some fun stuff, but it is what it is. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes Bike Girl, you don't, you don't get everything on the calendar. Yeah, you know, Bike Girl is one who's, she's here for everything. Have you even missed, you've been here for oh, every yeah, single no, episode? Oh, yeah, I missed a few. You have? Oh, okay. Yeah. Big Ronnie's been the, uh, the foundation of this here. Yes. That's so because that's I good. know how to work the recorder. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's your only role in this. Well, you see, it, as an IT guy, when you when you hold all the passwords and you hold the technological advantages, you're tough to fire. Well, plus technically, he is part of the part of the crew that brings the snacks. Oh, see, that's the other important role you you serve here. So that's good to know. Well, looking at your guys' calendars, you're tough to keep up with. But mm. one thing that's not tough to keep up with is the sold calendar. All you have to do is check out our website, and you'll see some of the greatest events going on in New York today, such as, literally today, Mike Schulte presents a group show, 6 to 9, 260, 268 Elizabeth Street. Then this Thursday, at 3rd Ethos, Aki and Shudo are having a show uh, that starts Thursday. Friday in Philly, we have the Imaginary Fest, which starts at noon. And Thursday, uh, the following Tuesday, the 9th, and I want to talk to you guys about it. It's kind of a thing here in New York City. It's a bunch of murals being created leading up to the ILO Art Walk, John. Yeah, this is going to be really great. They, um, I mean, do we, do you, are we talking about the yeah. artists that are in it? Yeah. So we've got, um, let's see, we have Clandestinos, who's going to be painting, Faith 47, uh, Mr. Sens. Um, who else do we have? Jorge Dorada. Right. And Victor um, Ash. And Victor Ash. So, and it culminates in a walk to check out the, the, uh, the walls, which are all happening within Midtown. So it's going to be an exciting week, actually. And we'll be covering it here on Sold. Of course we're going to be covering it here on Sold. We can't wait. Midtown murals. The last Midtown mural was um, Cobra, Cobra, was it? Yeah, Cobra. Yep. Yeah. And not even just Midtown, but UN area. And there's really nothing over there. So this is going into like virgin territory. Because they're really, I'm trying to think of who's been in that, in that area. Maybe what work had something maybe a couple of years ago. And um, Cypros. Cypros, his with the Yeah, the Cypros, yeah, uh, Salvador Dali. Yeah. But I don't know of anything else pretty much east of broadway yeah up in that area much this is all virgin territory there yeah 
So good for them. Are these new walls? Or are they existing walls with, that had something on them? No, they're, well, they're all, all bare walls. walls that are, yeah. So between Cobra and these is 30 new walls in New York-ish. Yeah. And Crazy. It's a good time to be a, a, a street artist. We'll have to speak to our guest about who's, who's looking for walls out there. But before we get to our guests, are you looking to buy and sell or rent a home in Manhattan, Brooklyn, or Queens? If so, you need to contact Mike Schulte. Not only a huge supporter of the arts, especially graffiti and street art, but he's also a born and raised New Yorker with an unparalleled understanding of local real estate. Over a decade in the business, he's been able to forge an acute understanding of the ins and outs of the market. He runs a team here of 10 amazing, amazing agents that can help rent an apartment in Sunset Park, purchase a building in Astoria, or sell your condo in Manhattan. His team is there for you from the start to finish and beyond. Mike's team is made up of normal, everyday New Yorkers, not soulless salesmen in suits, John. I like that. Yeah, not. I usually try to avoid alliteration in my writing, <laughs> but do? I like it. Yeah. <laughs> so please find Mike everywhere on social at Mike Schulte, S-C-H-U-L-T-E-N-Y-C. He's a nice guy. Uh, say hello to our new sponsor, and we look forward to seeing him at his pop-up tonight, and good luck there. So that leads us to our guest. I first met our guest two years ago at a Benson's group show that had every single working artist in New York City at the time, roughly. Oh, yeah. Introduce, nice. go ahead, introduce our guest, my girl. Who, me? Yes. Um, hello, Mr. Lucky Rabbit. What's yes, up? <laughs> Welcome to Brooklyn. I'm sorry you had a hard time with the trains. It's Sunday. Yeah. It was raining, but it's nice as fuck. It's man. sort of a rite of passage getting on this old podcast because it means you found bay ridge <laughs> found the house made it made it in the door you come to the real brooklyn as it's opposed really to nice. dumbo and williamsburg and these manufactured hipster splatter of brooklyn well we like north <laughs> we like north brooklyn too bike girl it's just we don't live there so it's always changing here well bay ridge kind of i don't know when you think about a tree grows in brooklyn you think about the old movies and you think about the brooklyn that you always know Bay Ridge would still be the best place to cast the movie. Hmm. And Bay Ridge has been getting a lot of uh, art recently, actually, right? We had uh, Cobre out painting with uh, Jenna Morello. And uh, Jenna has done some nice things, bringing some artists to some new walls here in Bay Ridge. We're trying to expand. And Sold is actually in the process of working on some walls here and um, on the Lower East Side. Stay so, tuned. Yeah, so we're going to be uh, doing a little call for artists once we have things locked down. So uh, we're going to try to cover paint and things like that. I'm not sure that uh, we're going to have a paycheck for the work just yet, but we're working on that as well. So that should be coming this summer. But Lucky, why don't you tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, who you are and what do you do? Uh, I paint walls a lot, do some studio work, get by, keep it together. Been uh, painting recently. I painted in the winter over on Barry and Housen. And got That's some show location. coming up next week. Yeah, nice location. <laughs> so what's the show you have coming up this week, you said? Um, Vincent Scala gave us, like, a, at Grand Pick. It's a, I know they have a spot in Grand Central, and they just opened up Hudson Yards. So for their opening, they're having... He's got a vinyl toy that he just put out of a race car, and he gave all the artists one to paint. Oh, and okay, I'm one cool. of those guys. So it was an unpainted race car, and then you guys put your own style onto it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Basically, I think I'm gonna sculpt 
something oh. with him. But yeah, we all, I guess, are going to do our thing. I haven't seen anyone else. Has. Big bunny head off the front and the tail off the back. <laughs> exactly, cotton tail or something exactly. like that. Yeah, like the ears probably waving back, flying. <laughs> so most people say they have a lucky rabbit's foot. You're, you're the whole rabbit's lucky with you. No, the rabbit is yeah. not lucky at all. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you, oh, no. I mean, if oh. you'd been with him in Miami, that you rabbit has no foot. rabbit was yeah, lucky one shit. night in Miami. <laughs> Your rabbit got real lucky that night in Miami when you were behind the fence with a cop parked up against Whoa, the whoa, oh, whoa. Yeah. Bike girl. <laughs> Every day, I think. Whoa. <laughs> I think it's hilarious, too, because the guys were telling you, don't put it up. It won't last. And it was there the entire time. It may even still be on that building. Yeah, you yeah. can't listen to anybody. No. You just got to do your own thing. It's like a diet. You can't listen to people's TV. I don't even have a TV. I don't watch it. But everything you put in your body probably gets... You get out something from it. And everything you listen to affects you. So you can't listen to people. You kind of just got to roll with whatever. It's kind of how I live and do my thing. I don't worry about what anyone else is doing. <laughs> so origin story. Where are you from? How did you end up doing art on the street? From Florida. I grew up in Miami and just doing art at a young age there. Like in kindergarten, I got into the into like the Florida State Fair there. But my family's always been moving. Moved to Ecuador. Moved to New York when I was 10 years old. Was affiliated with some people. And then when I moved to Harlem, went to school, dropped out in the first week went to SVA the teacher was like hey I don't think this is for you so I just stuck with my crew that I had met here in Harlem was doing graffiti with them but I can't do the same thing over and over again so I had to figure out a way to paint walls more or to spend more time doing it but I'll do it by any means necessary legally or illegally I'll manipulate a way to figure it out along the way and I moved to San Francisco, I guess in 2014 or 15. Hung out there for like two years. Was watched doing it kind of go downhill. Watched. Uh, San Francisco. Yeah. Moved yeah. over there. Yeah, I couldn't afford it over there. I went to <laughs> Nitro's like deepest steps of the borough had just come out. And I had just gone through a bunch of shit. I was in a relationship that wasn't working out. But that night I went, saw this movie, influenced me a lot. I hung out with him. And then uh, kind of was like, all right, I'm going to start doing street art. Started working for companies over there. Was doing good with the money. But it was all not what I really wanted to do. I wanted to do more of my style, and I was still trying to figure that out. And San Francisco got so expensive. I was getting kicked out of my place, and I was like, fuck it. New York feels the most like home. Let me move back to New York. And figure it out over here. Because I'd rather struggle here than kind of struggle over there. Because here is... Here, yeah, there's enough people struggling, you're not me. alone. Yeah. If nothing <laughs> else. <laughs> I was like, fuck it, I'll just come back here. I know more people here. And let's do it over there again. So how did we end up with the adorable rabbit? So... Luck, I guess I'm Irish and I can look at the ground and I can find a four-leaf clover. And ever since I was a little kid, like I can just go outside. I actually went Urban Nation and I went there this summer. I looked at the grass and I found like five four-leaf clovers. And Wait, like, is that even possible? That's like kind of a minute. So Ellie was painting huh. and I gave her some and she put them in her book. But really? I was like, can I do this? So when I go outside, sometimes I'll look in the park and be like, let me see if I still have that skill. 
and I can find them. But what it actually comes from is Lucky Rabbit. Is Oswald the Lucky Rabbit is like the first animation ever made, and he's an anarchist before censoring on cartoons happen. And I like the idea of an anarchist cartoon character that was for adults. So that's where I started drawing originally. And then from there, it just changed into Lucky Rabbit. And I didn't use Oswald, but the name kind of stuck with me with Instagram and all the new age. Locking in your name to some social media platform. Brand yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of went this round. But it was actually just about the anarchist rabbit messing with the police or whatever, running around. And I liked that. I kind of like that juxtap- <laughs> juxtaposition because if you look at the rabbit, I mean, it's adorable. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of almost, I, it, I see you're channeling Thumper, to be honest. And that's what I think of is just Thumper's voice and everything coming out of that bunny. So the idea that he's kind of an anarchist on the side, too, is kind of brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it is a... It actually is like an insignia that I just adapted and changed it. And that got, I kind of got stuck with that too. I'm wondering if I should stick with just that guy because that's what people really recognize me for. Sure. But I can't do the same thing over and over again. Yeah. So oh, I no. like need to make other stuff. Yeah, and I've no, so your latest one was actually uh, uh, well a nod to you know the Neverending Story, right? Uh, Neverending, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, with the yes. Treyu and but who, what's the uh, actual beast's what's, what's it called? Is that Falcor? What Falcor? Yeah, Falcor is so the luck dragon. Okay, right. Oh, so but it's never a luck dragon. So there is actually a connection. So I was like, there. oh, why did he paint that? So thank yeah. you for that. Yeah. It's like the Neverending Story of Shredor because mm-hmm. we actually went there in the middle of the night. I was at a third ethos actually, and Mad Villain was there. He's like, I want to paint really bad. And I was like, I got the paint. We had been drinking. So we went out on this excursion, started pouring rain out. We had looked at the weather, like, it's fine, then it starts pouring. He's up for 24 hours now, and he's like, I want to go home. It's raining, and I'm in the bar, like, dude, you brought me out here. We're painting this now. And made him paint. He got his done. And we just started painting there. The cops came. They talked to us. They asked me my name. I gave them my information. I was like, fuck, what's going to happen right now? And then they were just like, hey, are you guys safe right now? And I was like, we're safe. And they left us alone the whole week. And I was like, oh, wow. And then I hit P-Shines up or poster. And I was like, yo, bro, you want to come paint? Because I buffed out the whole wall again. Oh, yeah. Okay. And let's paint again. And he came by, and we just painted. So it's kind of like the never-ending story of right. street art, like finding a wall, yeah, <laughs> illegally or legally, and trying to figure it out with a bunch of characters. And maybe you guys hang out and get along. Maybe you don't know everyone so well, but just different backgrounds, mm-hmm. all just trying to paint. It's like that never-ending story that yeah. continues to go with us trying to get a wall of paint. Yeah. <laughs> and you recently had a... Um you had a show at what one nine eight Allen? Is that what it was? Or yeah. oh yeah, yeah, the pop up yeah, spot. Yeah, the pop up spot. How how'd that go? I like that. Uh, and I love the walls that you painted in there. You've got you had um actually you had a whole what do you call a group of bunnies? <laughs> what a is mob, it? Yeah, a is it a mob of bunnies? bunnies? A mob of bunnies? It's a mob oh, yeah, of okay, bunnies. A mob of bunnies. So you had a whole <laughs> mob of bunnies running, and you had uh you know the the kind of thumperish one uh, on the one. One set. You painted three different walls there, didn't you? Or three different walls. It yeah. was like a real like. I had gotten word to paint there that night because another artist apparently dropped out, so I was left. Are you serious? With uh, my friend huh. Bam was like, "Hey, 
we were supposed to have someone here and I was supposed to go there in a Friday, but then she was like, they're not ready. So do you want to just come here and paint? So I went to the Bronx to the drip project and I had a bunch of paint stored over there picked up my paint and that night was painting, but I didn't have enough work. So I was like, what do I do? And she was like, just tell a story like you do and paint all the walls. And I was <laughs> like, okay, I'm not ready to do a show band, but it's a good opportunity to do something, especially this area. Yeah. Let me just roll with it, and let's do it. Cool. <laughs> now, when I ran into you last year at one of the Butcher Bar shows that Dirk Cobain and I put on, you were I remember that. you were literally like getting on a plane with Amsterdam with no problem. I mean, with no plan. Yeah. Right. What was it? There was a there was a client that pulled out, or there was a gig and it didn't happen, and you went anyway. I guess what happened maybe was. This year is the first year where I actually have like a stable place to live. I have an art studio, which I live in too, and I don't have to deal with roommates or anything. But in the past, what's forced me to travel is leases being up. I don't have credit. I don't. I can't sign a lease. Roommates kicking me out. Just dealing with New York type of constant something going on and how am I going to adapt. So that's forced me to move, and I think maybe something had caused me to try to think really fast of a plan because I don't like crashing on people's couches. So I was like, let me go to Amsterdam. I have friends from Germany that live in Amsterdam. Contact them, see if I could stay there. I won't have to pay for rent for a month or two. So I was like, let me just get a plane ticket, go over there and see what it's all about. <laughs> Did you have a bowl? Yeah, it was really good. It was a great time. And we got to go to NDSM. If so you're familiar it, with it. it. Was it during that trip that you painted in Berlin? It was the trip before that. Okay. I had a... Uh, because I, I saw the one wall that's right on... Uh, I was actually staying in a, a place right around the corner from where you paint. And I was just like looking at the streets. I'm like, hey, there's Lucky. So it was kind of cool to see, oh, you, see your work there because I didn't know you'd actually painted there. So. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like the ABC rule, which is like always be cool. So mm -hmm. if you show up to something you got to ask sometimes you ask so that that i just asked yasha who is the like the she's like the curator of urban nation and i just went there and there was a festival going on and i was like hey can i paint and i guess she follows that thumper rabbit with the spray paint can that says revolution on it so i had seen so i knew she knew who i was i was like can i paint something and she was like we have all these artists coming in sure come to the dinner tonight oh, cool. and it just fell into place i went into this room filled with spray paint they were like pick out the cans and there's a wall over there nice <laughs> did you it turned out okay there was some luck going on <laughs> yeah you seem thing. to have some luck that's you your know? four so, leaf clover there you go there you go yeah. <laughs> it's putting in the work and hoping for the best and if not just don't not don't settle, but don't uh, get too attached to a project or too attached to work. Like if something's going to happen, that's great. But don't get attached to one idea or one job that you're like, oh, this is the job. Let me just settle on that. Like always be prepared for something to fall through. Because what are you going to do if it does fall through? You got to get something else going quick. Right. And yeah. you mentioned uh, going up to get paint from... Uh, at the drip project right in mount vernon and yeah. so how did you how did you become involved with that what i don't know if i saw your piece is your piece inside or outside 
It's uh, inside. Okay, so I haven't seen the inside. <laughs> I've seen the outside of the, the building there, and it's a cool thing. So, it's what, really what cool did you paint there. up there? I had gone there three months ago, and we were painting, and I went to the hardware store, and I never asked. I kind of been painting for a while, so I never asked, but I was painting the wall. Harris wasn't there, and Harris is the curator over at the Drip Project. So I was there at the mess hall in this building painting, and it's priming the wall, and I was like, man, is this paint cut with oil base it's not working it's painting for like two hours then harris comes and i'm like dude the guy at the hardware store sold me oil based paint because he knows i'm artist because it's this hardware store i always go to and i thought he was fucking with me so i was like man what's going on and harris is like hmm you've been painting for a long time i think uh it's not you it's the wall and then we found out the wall was soaking wet and it was just dripping wet even though it wasn't raining outside there must have been snow on top of the building. All the walls were just oh, really? drained. I don't know. So I was there painting, and we fa- figured out that it wasn't the paint. It was just the walls wet. <laughs> so actually, I just went there this week and started painting that wall again. He was like, oh, it's so nice how you should paint outside. And I'm like, I'm committed to yeah. finding a way to paint that one wall. <laughs> right. going back Your white whale. <laughs> <laughs> Let me finish this wall get that done so but, where inside are you i knew the newer area or the old building where tracy is or it's got to be uh like this the, building on the top right and it's a big square area and there's three floors yeah. i'm on the second floor okay the third floor is totally clear it looks really nice over there when are they scheduled to is that supposed to be something this summer that the drip project is opening or no okay. unsure they, they do recording. They're recording and doing all kinds of... They're always recording and doing things mm. there as a working studio. Right, sure, yeah. yeah. Because the day that we were there with um, Turtle Caps and Himbad last year, they uh, they were recording a bunch of guys breakdancing. Right. Yeah, you took some nice pictures there, remember. Check out Joanna Pan's coverage of Dirty. the Mess Pro- Hall project on Soul Mag. Thank you, Erica. You're welcome. So, so Lucky, <laughs> what's, uh, what's 2019 looking like for you? 29's been good. Normally, during the winter, New York gets so slow. But this year, it's been like constantly a lot more going on and keeping me busy through the winter. And I can imagine as it gets nicer out, just going to keep it. Seems to be, I have like a schedule of things going on, but I'm also putting in emails, searching for work, not really attached to anything. It seems like a good flow of work this year compared to any other time I've been in New York. It wasn't a very brutal winter. No, gosh. No, it was consistent. So I yeah. think, honestly, I think it's uh, it wasn't as mentally draining, seasonal affective disorder and all that fun stuff. I think people were still able to get out of their houses. Yeah. So the fact that it's warming up now is right on time, and uh, let's paint some walls. Yeah. <laughs> And I know you painted in the. Um, I actually saw you when you were painting at the Moore Hostel, right? Yeah. Um, that's kind of a cool space, right? I mean, I think that that makes. You know, Asaf is a great guy. Yeah, Asaf will I tell think... you that is the most popular room. Oh, yeah. In the entire place <laughs> is your room. No, seriously. He says that to me, but I didn't. Yeah. Think he, he says uh, that to everyone. He, he tells other room. artists that your room is the most popular room. So yeah. he's not just saying it to Shit. to like blow you know to fluff you he kind of let let me like stay in there because i had gotten kicked out of my place yeah well that's one of the great things about him yeah is that he's like (laughs) yeah i got to get weird in there have like two or three days in there to just 
Well, he definitely it's tells everyone because, and according to the people that stay there, yours is always the, everyone's favorite room. That's cool. Yeah, so I thought he was just telling me that. No, <laughs> no, I think they're great, and I think that they're. Uh, you know, I, I feel like that the great thing about Asaf and the space is that he gives you kind of free reign to do whatever. I mean, you yeah. know, I think Velo's room's cool. And yeah, yeah. So, there's been a lot sure of really. a lot of artists who've gone I, through, and I think, but I. Uh, I just think it's a really unique space, and at the same time, it's it does you know, you can just kind of get crazy or whatever, how, however you want to do it. I think you probably had to tame it down a little bit because you. Well, his wall t- is probably so fan. Your wall is probably one of the best rooms for families. I mean, <laughs> whether you meant to be or not, that room is adore. It's family friendly. So, and I think that's one of the reasons why he rooms. likes it because everybody of all ages likes it. It's not controversial. It's not, oh, this is graffiti. This is, you know, it's cute. I forget. Do you have missing <laughs> limbs on any of the uh, characters in those rooms? No, but it's no. like acid green paint. Right. It's okay. really bright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On it. <laughs> no no missing limbs, but acid green paint, John. So close enough. <laughs> it's cute. Yes. Creepy cute. Right. <laughs> Creepy cute is cool. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, creepy, cute cells. So, who who are some so. of the people, Rabbit? Who are the, some of the people today that uh, that you work well with? That you know that you'd love to throw down and work some collabs with this summer. Me and uh, Mad Villain's my tattoo artist, and me and him just get along really well. He's always pushing me to paint, even when I'm getting a tattoo. He'll be like, "It's not my work going on your body. You asked for this," and I'll be like crying like oh man this is so painful dude why'd i do this shit and then he'll be like dude it's on you are you want to finish it because this is their only time but he pushes me to paint whenever i see him he's like calling me every day you want to paint let's go paint so me and him work good together because he'll push my ass to paint i'll do the same thing with him but i like working with him because we get a lot of shit done together hmm. i feel like i like working with a lot of people. Turtle Caps and me get along well. He's all he's fun. all about working with people. Turtle yeah. is all yeah. about whenever he gets a wall, he's all about calling other people. He doesn't do hardly anything by himself. Because he's all about the he's all about the scene and about elevating all the artists. I mean he's kind of probably one of the most legendary artists in New York that nobody really knows how much of a legend he really is. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. he's so humble and so low-key about he's everything he's done, and yet he still continues to support so many artists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he keeps it, he keeps it real. <laughs> What's up, Turtle? You got people on here saying you keep it 100. Now you got to keep it 100. <laughs> so let's see what you're doing this summer. He's a bit underground. Now, right now, what about someone that you'd like to work with? I'm down to work with anyone. Like I, I always like to work with people. Is there a dream out there in the world that you want to put it into the universe, see if it can happen? I'd like to work with... Flying Forger seems like a cool group of people to work with. They're like cool. Their colors are cool. People that I know that I already met, I think I'd like to work with them because we usually kick it. And if I like their work, it's cool. People that I already know, I really like to work with, though, that I actually paint with, just because we already have this bond. Yeah. And I'm always down to work with other people. If it happens, it happens. You collabed with um, with Dirt and... 
Yeah. Outer Source down in Miami, right? They're awesome. Yeah. So I, shout I think out your to work Turin actually goes really, goes really well together too. I think <laughs> even though you, I mean, you, it's it's like these kind of fun. Uh, like you've got the colors, you've got the, uh, the more of the kind of cartoony vibe with a lot of the work, and I think it uh, it blends nice. Yeah. And then you know, uh, Outer Source always has the the great you know background that he's got. Oh, I always say he brings the background. Awesome. Yeah. He really does. Um, I can understand why every artist in the world would eventually actually want to collab with him because he creates magic. He's like Nate Dogg. He just sings the hooks, though. Come on. He's but just putting the background so, on I mean, a piece. Come on. I think that's cool, though. Somebody's got to yes, do it. Yes, yes. I'm not hating on Outer Source. Well, I love and, you know, stuff. I will say this. In the last two years, I've also seen him evolve. He is putting, yes. if you look at, he has a gate on Allen Street he did a couple of years ago. And, right. okay, it's kind of the universe, but it's mainly dots in a line. And you look at what he's doing now, and it's like he's using texture. He's using all these colors to get his nebulous. So he's actually right. evolved his style mm-hmm. a yeah. lot just since he started doing I his do, stars. I like him. I like his work. I do uh, like it when it's a collab with yeah, I don't because miss- I think it, it's... It adds more dimension to for both. I think that's the, the power of a collaboration, right? You bring in two people who you like their work independently, yeah, but you so. bring it together and it, make, it elevates it, right? And so I think that that's kind of what he brings to the table. And I'm not meaning it as a as a diss to his work at all because I think it's really important work. Those guys are really just good people. Yeah, totally. First, and to work with them is yeah. fun. Like yeah. You have fun together. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's totally. just nice to get out there and paint together and try to figure out how to make something that everyone can enjoy. So when you do collab, um, are you one of these that likes to get to the wall and do it there? Are you one that likes to talk about it a couple days ahead and find out, do some preliminary ideas? What are we going to do? How do you like to do it? I like to organize it. I like to go there kind of with a plan already, but then it changes. Like yesterday I was painting. The cat went from black, and then I got to the art store. I was like, oh, let me make it a yellow, like a yellow cat. And then when I got to the wall, made it green instead. And like it just slowly (laughs) changed. But I went there with the idea of what I kind of wanted. I like to be organized, pick out a palette of colors, go there a little prepared, then to just go there and like let my mind explode. I like to go there maybe and see the wall first, then get an idea of the space, the environment that it's in, then go home and sketch out. So Pick you out do colors. sketch. I do sketch. I like to do that. And if I'm working with other artists, I'd rather we like have some idea. But everyone's different, and you can't control their people all the time. So if you're going to collab, you have to let them do their thing sometimes. Divas shouldn't be collaborators. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. It's like a lot of people want to do their own thing, and you have to not get attached and just be like, all right. I'm going to do this and this. Maybe we can try to work it out. Other times people are just like, oh, I'm just doing this section here. And you go here. Right. And you got to be like, cool, whatever it is. <laughs> so tell me about Sea Market. How did you become involved with that, the Southeast Asian uh, market? I mean, it's obviously yeah. Mad Villain was probably the, uh, the connection, the right? Connection. So, so he uh, hit me up and told me AJ had a project going on with Sea Market. And Matt AJ hit me up. Yeah. yeah, AJ Avila. And he was like, yo, come paint with me, bro. It's cold out. He just wants to push me. And he's like, yo, let's paint together on this wall. I guess we had painted near Bowery and House and he wanted to give me something. 
and he had this idea and he had that more organized than I've seen before. But he was like, let's use these colors. I have the palette picked out. Do something. And I was, we just kind of went. I went there. I saw this big-ass wall that he had started. And I was like, all right. Sea market. They want dolphins. And I'm just going to work with your wall here and do what you want. But Madville invited me. And then from there, AJ was there. All the guys from uh, Fob's crew, mm-hmm. they were all there. And it was really cool because I had met them before, maybe at shows. But to hang out and paint together mm-hmm. creates yeah. a nice bond. Totally. So hang out for, for our, our audience is probably going, Fob's, what? What does Fob's crew stand for? Because I think it's kind of an interesting uh, artistic collective, the idea behind it, the members and everything. Christy Calabro had just uh, written an article about this on Sold Mag. And why just it's you a Filipino crew, yeah, We're fresh off the boat, right? Yeah, but what's the second B? Boys, hmm. the fresh off the boat boys, fresh off the boat boys. But they Although have some they chicks have, I was gonna say there's OG Millie, OG and you've also Mers. got Murs, so we have a lot of questions. So, yeah, I think Big Ronnie was coming up with a list of other B, mystery, B words, so, yeah. So we'll have to talk with uh When we talk to Madville and we'll have yeah, to right. clear fresh this up. The, fresh off the boat, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and your part in that wall that... So you did the tugboat that was part? No. I did the boat and yeah, uh, the boat. dolphin. And the dolphin, right. Yeah. Okay, cool. And uh, I've been to the actual spot and the... Uh, I'm forgetting the it's name the of the guy. Uh, oh, 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 the Kenny? Yeah, the guy who's... Uh, Wasn't his yeah, name Kenny? Kenny, yeah, I think so. Kenny or Kevin? Kevin. Shoot. I think it's Kevin. Anyways, uh, he uh, but he was so nice and he, you know, moved things so that we could take pictures of all the walls. And uh, it's a fun space in there. And I what I liked about what he said was that he was trying to create a space for his employees so that they, you know, this they go here every day and he wanted something for them to to feel comfortable looking at and just, you know, that would make them smile. And they you'd see different details there. And I think there's a lot to be seen in the wall that you created there because there is there is a lot there. And it's it's a fairly uh, limited palette, right? It's it's yeah. not got so many different colors. You've got basically the blues and pinks, right? And different. There was a budget and yeah. Mad Villain got the colors and I just went with what he threw at me. And I was like, yeah. okay, these are the colors here. A variety of pinks, but all very similar. And he had the palette because I think the budget wasn't so much. So he picked it out. And yeah, it was like a few colors, maybe like six colors. I think that's kind of interesting, too. So do you find it harder to work uh, with the the limit being limited by the color palette? Or do you for me? I think I I use tons of color. Right. So it was different, but I figured out kind of how to do it. But it's not. Yeah, I'm used to like. More than I feel right. like six is like a yeah. Low I'm thinking about your pieces, and I'm thinking you probably have 20 different colors you'd be using <laughs> to to make your your. I don't walls, know what so. my problem is, but yeah. yeah, I like to throw in a lot of shades mm. if I can and mess with the wall and yeah. see what happens. Cool. Now there was another project that we worked on was uh, over the years was Sonic Jungle, that yes. Brooklyn basement. That turned from nothing to something to craziness real quick. That's where we met at Big Ronnie, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that was a crazy project. I think so, that's where I met you also for the first time. Damn. I think that's where Sonic I first Jungle. saw your work, actually. But I, um, I don't think I met you then. I wasn't cool enough. But I'm happy to meet you now. <laughs> there were some fun uh, names. Are you cool enough <laughs> yet? 
I don't think so. <laughs> there were some fun names associated with that. Damian Mitchell didn't get to paint because just because of the confusion. Shit. Jeff Enriquez was in there. Heck, Ted, Martha Licia, Dirk Cobain. City Kitty. Painted there, too. A lot of people. I think uh, Uncle Burles. Robert. Uncle yes. Robert, Ressa, Shay P, mm-hmm. Jodo. Chris Rye. Uh who do we have? We had Toothless and TMO. And I really think that as far as Cram, Jeff Q Molly, Masato, and yeah, uh, yeah. Kenji yeah, and all had the something Japanese down in there. homies yeah. from Japan. And I Curb think your that's ego. when we saw Jeff Enriquez kind of just really show us what he could do. That the the, that the, the face the first that he put, time yeah. That he'd done something photorealistic that just kind of like, oh my dude. Yeah. Yeah. That was actually Big Ronnie's big uh, first. Yes, I had a wall and somebody sprayed it. And I thought Lucky Rabbit did it, and then I realized he, he didn't. He felt bad, and then Q Molly told me that he would come back and help me because he felt bad and he heard about it. Oh, is that really what happened? I didn't know that it was with Lucky that you were thinking that that had happened. Okay, I was actually just talking. I wasn't talking about the drama related to that. I just meant in terms of you getting up on a wall painting. Yes, so. yes. Yeah. I got my first and second walls on that project. So thank you very much. Oh yeah, dude. it was fun. It was. Fun. It was cold as fuck. This guy, Kush, from a World Money Gallery at the time, invited me to this space and was like, hey, you want to paint? I showed him a video and was like, hey, you want this whole place painted? It's going to require a budget, so we need, like, some money. Then from there, they wanted me to paint the whole spot. I was kind of like, here, let me just hit up some of my homies so that we can paint because it's cold out. Everyone wants to paint outside. Mm -hmm. Let's just do something for the week. And it became... Way bigger than almost I could control at one point. Mm-hmm. A lot of artists came in and helped out, and I got to meet a whole bunch. I got to meet you, a whole bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Dirk Cobain came in. I had never met him before. Bunch the, of artists. The City Kitty Turtle met. Caps of, wall was, was cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trying to think. I think there was another guy oh, up yeah. with them over there. That was cool. I'm trying to walk through it in my head and, and uh, picture all the artists. There was, there was a the lot. Area, and I forget who the third person South. was. South. 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 That That's was, who yeah, it was. Chris Robots RWK. Oh, oh yeah, RWK yeah, had a dope yeah, yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, Uncut was in Leaf. all the way at the end in the back room on the right. Right. Yeah. Leaf, Leaf ripped it up. That's yeah. right. Hello, Leaf. Yeah. I don't remember Stavros's piece. Stavros was there. Ramiro. Ramiro. Yeah. Yeah, Ramiro was Jake in the hallway. Was in there. Ramiro had his characters in like the hallway off. Like, the right behind the main parking garage was like the hallway back behind. Yeah. All yeah. to say, there was a huge amount. Of, I mean, there was a lot of work that went into it, and and it was uh, it had the makings of a great. Uh, I think it still exists. And yeah, it's, uh, I, w- I was wondering about that. It's now like a mu- not a museum, but uh, yeah, maybe like some type of museum. I know they changed the spot into working with Prospect Park and sustainability project now hmm. so they're growing greenhouses in the building and yeah. bringing people in and teaching them about sustainability hmm. with farming up in vertical buildings. you're talking to the wrong guy this this guy lives an unsustainable lifestyle <laughs> so me, he, me, he can't mean, travel and do the things that this look this I, alien I pay my does. carbon offsets so <laughs> i am the same <laughs> Well, that was a fun project. Thank you for curating. Uh, we got to do more crazy shit like that here in New York because that's what New York's all about. Yeah. So if all right, so design your fun project. Go. 
just a big like uh, I would like to go bigger than I've gone before in any way maybe outside or inside but design uh get to paint a building a six, people six story wall ten story wall something like that oh yeah something, <laughs> something you need a powered lift for something like this yeah all see, right I want you to do a whole because I think your work it, it, I just see your work and I just immediately it's so imaginative and i feel like a whole world opening like and i feel like right now it's limited to single walls with the story but i want a whole space inside where it's like everything is tied together but it's all part of this this whole story that goes on i just think that it's you have such a a brain that i'm like it's it's kind of cool to look at the picture and i'm like okay this guy's freaking crazy and i love it so it's just kind of cool to see that you know this this the way that your mind works in on one wall but i want to see it all incorporated into a bigger space and so for me i it's i want it to be like a disneyland kind of thing where you've created the whole experience like like it's my gift like a disneyland map or a great adventure map when you're growing up like the whole thing is just by one artist yeah Yeah. 198 allen if i had more time and it wasn't so abrupt and thrown upon yeah yeah I would have liked to have like a week or two to plan something at mm. that space and do something more immersive. Yeah. But it was like, hey, we have this. Come tonight if you want to do it. And I had to make up a decision. Mm. And then that night started painting. Wasn't preparing. Didn't have a body of work to even show. But we somehow managed to do that show and it was good. Yeah. But I would have liked to do something like that maybe there at that space. Cool. More uh, immerse yourself into some art art world, mm-hmm. into the brain of Lucky or mm-hmm. magical fantasy theme. Do all of Lucky's friends have names? A lot of them do. Mm. <laughs> so this could be like uh, cartoon style, yeah. uh, comic book style. You could each could have its own chapter verse type of. They don't actually have names right now in this way. Like my characters, mm-hmm. I feel like. It's developing, and I'd like to go maybe in an illustration and, like, create a book or something in time. But right now, it's, like, all thrown around. It's more of just, like, using fantasy and luck and magic to tell a story. But I also want to go back to maybe the environment a little or talk about shit that's important. I was, and then I don't know what happened. When Trump became president, I kind of stepped away from politics and was like, I'm fucking done with this shit. Let me just move away. I think it's a common sentiment. But maybe I should have uh, kept doing political stuff. I kind of stopped, mm-hmm. though. I was like, I want to step away from this for a second yeah. and get weird with my art. Mm-hmm. So I went in a weird direction of more trippy fantasy stuff for a second. Maybe I'll go back to still the environments there a little bit, but... Politically, I just kind of was like, let me take a break mm-hmm. and do something else and like develop my style more. I, you know, I, I would love to see a little bit more politics back again, because that's one of the things I noticed in New York. To be honest, you would think we'd have a lot more political art in the city. And we really don't. Mm-hmm. And I really think that we need to shake it up. We need to have more political artists on the streets here in New York. Because we're largely ignoring it compared to other major cities around the San world. San Francisco has probably more than I would actually like. It just It's almost like thrown down your, yeah. your Clarion Alley mural project and that kind of thing. It's just it's all about that. 
And I think you're right. It's, I think it's, they, we need a balance. I I, exactly. I, maybe yeah. I'm saying we need more illegal political art out right. there on the streets. You know, you have Jilly Ballistic yeah. doing the some of that. You looks yeah. like Praxis. No, that's, that's CDRE. CDRE. You might have met him before we moved to L.A. Uh, good, di- good guy. Single layer stencil artist. That's really nice. It reminds me of Praxis, the guy that does mm-hmm. uh, yep. uh, he, the, the rats. He does more of uh, the right? animal From rights. Colombia. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Environmentalist. Yeah. Yeah, because he's a vegan chef. Illegal. Oh, he does this. Chef. That's I didn't yes. know he was a chef. Okay. Huh. Yes. Oh shit! I didn't know this either. Yeah, that's why he does what he does. It's hmm. cool. I think it's cool because he actually came to the art to spread a message. Because that's the other thing about the political art and the other, like when you're an activist artist, I'm going to have a lot more respect for you, even if I don't agree with your message. If I know it's coming from you wanting to spread the message rather than saying, oh, people, people are really into veganism now, so I think I'm going to make art that's vegan so that I can sell art. For right. the hipsters. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right. exactly. Yeah. For these people, gender So, I, you know, I don't always agree because he does a lot of stuff for PETA, and I don't necessarily agree with their message all the time, but I respect him because yeah. he lives the message. He did, right. like he's, telling a, he's using his talent to yeah. spread a message yeah. or tell a story. Which I also value. Yeah. So, Rabbit, before we let you go, and thank you very much for coming in today. That was a very quick 45 minutes. That flew by. But please tell our listeners where they can find you online and and see your work and come see you. Um, I just created a website. It's up right now. It's at aluckyrabbit.com. And you can find me on Instagram at aluckyrabbit. Those are the two platforms you can find me at at the moment. All right. Thank you very much for coming in. We are sold out with Lucky Rabbit.